0: Steven Soderbergh's Step Up. (music) Ladies and gentlemen, I am the last manager of the very last video store in the universe. This is my instant reaction to Magic Mike's Last Dance. If you don't know, I covered Magic Mike a certain episode ago with Kevin from Real Spoilers. Shout out to Kevin Brackett. Talked about the movies of 2012. Talked about Holy Motors, Looper, Magic Mike, Zero Dark Thirty, (laughs) and something else. Find it where podcasts can be found. Make sure to like and subscribe. I usually rank five films plus or minus, usually five plus or plus, I should say, uh, with film fans, film fanatics, film reviewers, film critics, filmmakers from around the world to determine which movies are most worthy for preservation for all time, even beyond the end times. But on these episodes, these instant reactions, I go to a movie theater, I leave that movie theater, I sit down in front of a microphone, and I tell you my thoughts, even when I'm sick, because nothing makes for great audio in your ears. Like a phlegmy voice, like a voice that has been strangled by its own mucus, just leaking down and coming out of every hole. I've got goo coming out of holes I didn't even know I had, which is a great, great way of reviewing. I I could just put that right into my letterbox review for Magic Mike, Uh, any of them. Uh, I'm not going to get too deep into spoilers because this thing's going to kind of, uh, be uh, part of a, uh, movie review cinematic universe, or I guess it'd be a cinematic review universe, uh, because I'm going to go into deep spoilers with the boys from real spoilers. I like to think of them as the real spoilers. I like to think of them, uh, as like when I say real spoilers, I don't think of it as like, Oh, that's the show real spoilers. They're the real spoilers. Here's real spoiler Kevin real spoiler Roger is that his name real spoiler real real spoiler Joe um, so yeah I that's that's <laughs> real spoiler not quite included Basler um, so if you want my detailed thoughts if I can get a word in edgewise over there I shall give them to you with with a couple more days thought and uh, hopefully a little bit more of uh, you know, not off the cuff, right? A little bit more thought, a little bit more reflection, hopefully, a little bit more, maybe even a little bit more concise than I'm doing right now. Uh, if you haven't liked and subscribed to this show, you should do so. Uh, if not for me, then for all the myriad of guests that we have who are worth it. And uh, if you haven't gone over to our Patreon, you should do that as well. Patreon.com slash binge movies. If you were over there, you would have gotten this instant reaction even more instantaneously. But a slew of other creative and unique movie content that I'm creating. Do you like Video Nasties? Don't know what Video Nasties are? How about a review for every single movie on the Video Nasties list, one at a time? Uh, I'm doing that right now as an ongoing series over there, written reviews. Uh, I've also got a reoccurring segment called From the Horror Section, where I bring out a horror movie. My most recent one is uh, from the horror section was Pin, A Nightmare in Plastic. Probably haven't heard of that one either. I mean, we're we're doing deep cuts, so I would say don't join the Patreon, patreon.com slash binge movies, unless you really love movies. And I'm I'm not, I'm not going to call you out, but if you're just sort of like, oh well, can you can you talk about you know whatever uh, the latest MCU movie? It's like, well, I will watch those too. I think Ant Man's probably going to be pretty good. Looks pretty neat, but uh, I, I, you know, if you really want, if you want to talk about movies that were. Probably at the back of the weird shelves at your local mom and pop video store that closed in 1997. We're doing that too. We're doing a lot of that. So you should join us over there. Uh, I'm getting ready, thinking through some options and some things for the end of the first quarter of this year should be pretty exciting. That's going to be uh, upper tier patrons only top tier is sold out, but our second tier assistant manager is open and is our most popular tier. So join us over there. Uh there's all kind of great benefits. All right. Enough shilling. On with a movie review. Magic Mike, <clears throat> first film, is okay, semi acclaimed, acclaimed, maybe we should say, uh filmmaker Steven Soderbergh, uh, who is an eclectic and varied filmmaker decides he wants to make a down and dirty, gritty, semi-autobiographical film based on the life story of an up-and-coming young actor that he's heard by the name of Channing Tatum, who had worked previously as a stripper in the greater Tampa area. Tampa, Florida, being, uh, at least at that time, uh, the place with the most strip clubs per capita, a second place to Atlanta, Georgia. Widely known for its uh, uh, beaches, Hulk Hogan, Um, strippers and sex work, I guess, is the Tampa area. Um, And maybe one of the worst baseball stadiums ever. Is is it even a stadium? It's a dome. People who play baseball in domes. My God. Anyway, that's Tampa for you. So he makes this kind of down and dirty, especially for him at that time. Uh, Sort of gritty film about, like, not just this character of Mike who's semi- Semi-related to Channing Tatum himself, as played by Channing Tatum. But just also all of these different people at different phases of life, both young and not so young and getting older who are at kind of at the margins of society, and what are the hopes and aspirations of these people, and 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 the, the, the odd convergence that you have, especially in your 20s, especially in places like Florida, that attract people from all over the world. They have a lot of party schools. There's a lot of transit people who are gonna come down and party and get an education and go off to a, a, a respectable life, so to speak. And what happens if you're there, and you're at, you're through like iteration 1.5 of that cycle. And now you're in your thirties and the money that you got into something because you didn't really want to, but it was really good money. And that could get you through until you could do your dream. But now you're kind of addicted to the money and the lifestyle and what happens if the dream seems further and further away from you. And now you've been labeled by this lifestyle that you, that you, that you, never should have got into, but if you did get into it, it only should have been for a brief window. But also the fact that they're labeling you isn't fucking fair. And so really what I'm saying is it's a character study of all of these different people and situations and relationships and the way that people judge you and what you have to do for your dreams and what you have to do for money and, and how people perceive you if you're in certain lines of work or if you look a certain way. Well, Channing Tatum is a hunk of meat. He's a beef god. I would say he's a beef god. He's definitely a beef boy. He's beefy. His beef is sizzling, so he must be an idiot. He must be uh, uneducated, untalented. He's also a stripper. He's getting up there. He's not quite as cute anymore, all that sort of stuff. Great story, great drama, great character story. I have not seen Magic Mike XXL. Um, I will probably watch it before I go over to real spoilers, just so I have the full context. I went into this movie knowing that two really knowing two things, knowing that the way that the the movie, I don't know if remember, quite remember if the original magic Mike was marketed this way, but I certainly remember magic Mike XXL being marketed this way. It was not marketed and Soderbergh. I think was a cinematographer, but not director. It was not marketed as, well, this is an intimate character study of people in transit. Like it was marketed as big old Dick swinging. You want to see some big old thick Dick? It's in this movie. In particular, to moms, it was like your mom, your aunt, your girlfriend, your younger sister wanted to see some big, thick dick swinging. And so they went to the movie theater and they saw Channing Tatum swinging his dick around. And that's it. And again, I haven't seen the movie. So maybe there's actually like a story and all this sort of stuff. But it was definitely marketed as this is for moms who want to fuck Channing Tatum. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And maybe some dads too. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Who wouldn't? I would fuck any adult in this movie. Any single one of them, any adult in (laughs) Magic Mike's Last Dance. Anyway, the point is that whatever the intention of the Magic Mike film was, that was the marketing. So having not seen the second one and not knowing if there's more to it than that, I went in fully expecting that I'm going to be into this theater it's going to be full of moms and people who were your younger sister 10 years ago who are now moms who still want to fuck Jenny Taven. And then I, felt like, as I was driving over, I felt funny about that. I'm like, oh, man, is that, am I stereotyping? And I get there and this place is sold out, brother, hanging from the rafters. And there is, I am the only, I'm not kidding, the only, biological male in that room in a giant theater and uh, I'm recovering from some kind of ailment goo based and so I'm masked up for other people's protection and um, I'm I sit in the further almost the front row because there's nobody in the section there's a wall behind me and with the reclining seats it's actually not that bad And um, I wasn't in the front row, but I was like back, you know. And uh, so I have their whole reaction. I can't see them after I sit down, but I have the whole reaction. And just before the lights went down, about 50 to 75 more women came in. And they were coming in in teams of seven. And as I watched, because I was the last person to leave as well, I waited for everybody to leave. And as everybody left, um, I looked at everybody on both sides of the theater, and it was just groups of women, five women here, six women there, seven women there, eight women here, eight, nine women there. And that might not be the case every night of the week, but certainly on an early screening, pre-screening of Magic Mike, like this is, these are the hardcores of the hardcores. I think that's wonderful. I think it's really wonderful that there is a movie in theaters right now that probably the least catered to or one of the least catered to demographics of moviegoers can all go and see. So on that alone, I thought it was – that's what it exists for. And so once my confirmation bias, once my preconceived judgment was confirmed – I was just in for the ride. I was like, I know exactly what I'm going to get, right? Like, I'm not here for Magic, the first Magic Mike. They, 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 that's not the movies they make anymore. They're making a movie. Chain him's back. He's slightly older. He's balding a little bit, but he's slightly older. You know, Sama Hayek's in it. Oh, my God. She's been hot since before I could basically walk. So, and she just is aging like the finest of wines. And this isn't a hitman's bodyguard's wife's. Girlfriends part two sequel. I don't have to sit through that shit to watch her on screen. And that's all I knew about it. And I, they introduced the, the at least, I don't know if this is going to be true of your screen, but before this screening, they introduced it twice. One, which was basically a full trailer for the movie I was about to watch, but it recapped the trilogy, which I thought was really kind of funny. And I think that there might be a real live show. I, cause I know nothing about the, Magic Mike swinging dick extended universe. I so I think this movie is just a big commercial for a uh, like a Broadway show, Magic Mike Broadway show or something, or a Ma- Magic Mike live show in the greater Tampa area. I don't know where the fuck this movie, but I so if that's what this is, this is deeply cynical and don't go see it because I can't support that kind of chicanery, but I don't know if that's true. Then they had an introduction with. Uh Chain Tatum and Sama Hayek. And good Lord. Good Lord. Are you kidding me? Woo! Samahayek in introduction, Good Lord. They had to do it on purpose. I don't really know why, but her whole spiel, she does most of talking, her whole spiel is. <clears throat> they don't really make movies for women anymore. And they don't really make movies like magic Mike movies with women as main characters. So this one has a bunch of women added to the movie and it's a movie made for you, our audience of women. And I'm just saying that I'm like, not only was it not a preconceived judgment that turned out just to happen to be true. The movie has that same preconceived judgment because the, Hey, welcome to the theater folks. We're so glad you came out to see our movie was just basically like, she literally is like chain tames going to take his clothes off and all you ladies like me are going to be excited. And I wish all of you ladies had the experience I did of his naked body rubbing all over my body. And enjoy the movie. <laughs> that was pretty much the pitch. I, I've never completely understood that whole thing because I'm already here. Why are you? Why are the celebrities pitching me their movie that I've already paid tickets for? I never understood that. But OK, that's fine so the what is is there to say about the movie itself i'm 15 minutes in uh what is what's the plot of this movie okay the basic plot of this movie is covid has destroyed magic mike's furniture business (laughs) at this point this is just getting kind of bleak and the movie even kind of addresses is like magic mike is like every other 40 year old white millennial he's adrift and none of his dreams are going to come to pass and, like, life has been shit for him. He, he's in an existential crisis. And I said, movie? You mind your own goddamn business. So. um He then ends up, like, take, doing a bunch of gig stuff because he, he's like, COVID killed his independent business, which is really sad. Didn't you get a paycheck protection loan? Where'd all that money go if it didn't go to Magic Mike? In the magic mics of our world. Hmm. So he he is like doing gig stuff. So he's bartending the events and whatever. And he takes a gig bartending this event. The event is happening. It's like a charity gala gala at a uh, house in Miami. And Sama Hayek is the person behind the charity. And she is a wealthy woman who is married to a media mogul who may or may not operate Fox News. It's not who it is, but it seems like it is. He controls all media, and they're separated going through a divorce. And uh she becomes entranced by Mike uh and is basically like gets to know a little bit about him. Again, I'm not doing spoilers, gets to know a little bit about him and is like, and she's like, she's really in this state of flex in her life, and it's kind of unhinged a little bit because she's going through a divorce and those things tend to happen to you. And she's also very wealthy and those people feel like they can buy and sell anyone they want. She's like, "I'll pay you a bunch of money if you come with me to London because I've got a job for you over there. But I'm not going to tell you what it is. Get on my private jet and I'm going to take you over to London. I'm going to surprise you and just give me she gives him like a like give me like 6 weeks or something like that. 4 I want to say it's 4 weeks, but I don't think that's true. She's like, "Give me Give me X amount of time and um, I'll pay you X amount of dollars. And the, the all of the uh, Magic Mike guys for the first two films, the crew, including Kevin Smith, Big Daddy Cool, Big Sexy, Kevin Nash, shout out to Kevin Nash, uh, Diesel. Uh, uh, um, they all invested their money into his furniture business and he feels indebted to them. He's like, man, you guys believed in me. You guys helped me get out the strip game. I've got to pay you guys back. Like, we don't want you to pay us back. It's, like, it's okay. Like, it's not your fault. Like, you know, it's a pandemic, man. Just like, forget it. And he, but that's not Mike obviously. Right. And so he goes along with this for that. And for the fact that he is very attracted to Samahayak. two believable things. The COVID killed a small business. And He's very attracted to Samahayak, and he'd be willing to, on a dime, drop his life to get on her private jet and go to Europe with her. Me too, Magic Mike. Me too. Um, and she's like, hey, I, I, I've I've got this theater in the separation agreement and divorce. And, um, you know, it's I want you to get rid of this stodgy old play. And I want you to make a Magic Mike live show again. If, it, if there is a Magic Mike Live show, that's some cynical ass shit. But and I want you to make it about female empowerment. We want you to make a show that is appeals to women so that when women come in here, they feel seen and they feel understood and they feel empowered. And they they have a fantasy. And I want you to use dance and elements of stripping to do it. And from that point on, the movie is step up. This <laughs> movie step up. They go around there's multiple montages of them collecting dancers we don't know their names. I swear to Christ we we they only hear maybe two of their names and one of them is one of the guys they recruited. We only hear his name at the very end of the movie when he's introduced during one of the dance sequences for this uh, event that happens. We, we don't spend any time with them. They're not characters. They're literally background dancers. And we don't spend any time of how he comes up with this this experience, this stripping play slash experience. Um, the parts of it we see don't seem to be very good. I mean, the dancing's phenomenal. And you know what? Here's what I would say. And, like, the there's other ancillary characters who aren't really characters. There's no characterization. There are no people. It's basically Channing Tatum, Salma Hayek. There's there's another character who's introduced who's not a real character, disappears for a major chunk of the movie, all of a sudden just pops back up. I don't know if there were COVID limitations when they shot this or if this was completely shot after COVID. I have no clue, no clue, no clue. There's a butler. The whole thing feels like it is a we got to save the teen center movie. Hundred percent. It feels like Steven Soderbergh wanted to make a step up film, and he did it, and he put it with but put a bunch of montages in it. And I thought it was, I thought it was a nice, pleasant diversion on an evening where it's fucking February and in most places. It's it, wherever you are, if you're in the United States at the very least. Right now, it's vastly in between seventy degrees and negative twenty five. It's end times. We are at the end of the road. There are worse ways to be spending your night than watching Channing Tatum dry hump Salma Hayek. There are worse things you could be doing with your life than watching simulated oral sex through clothes where everybody's pretty much clothed with a bunch of moms who have snuck wine into the theater because wine's too expensive at the theater. Who are drinking near Carla Rossi or whatever wines moms drink? Comment down below, moms. What wines are you drinking these days? Barefoot and are, you know, half lit and all horny and having a good time. That was a great energy <laughs> to be a part of. And I think the entire theater that I was in liked that movie. Is it the best of the Magic mics? No. Is it really his last dance? There's nothing in this movie that makes me believe that, they, that if Soderbergh was like, Channing, let's make another one. And it, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they made another one and it was a complete return to the first film. Because there are things in this movie, or ideas in this movie, that could be explored. Um, and I'll talk about, about that more in real spoilers. But... It's, it's not a movie of curiosity. This movie's not interested in exploring the inner life of Magic Mike and what's going on inside of him and where he's at at this phase of his life. Um, there's a narration. <laughs> it, like, when the movie opened, it was started to be narrated. I was like, by this stilted, disembodied voice. I was like, what the hell? None of those... Narration interstitials were necessary, nor did they make sense, nor did I understand what the fucking point of them was all the way up until the end. Could have just taken that right out of the movie. But for what it is, it's a solid three out of five, baby. Now, if you are a Magic Mike fan and you're like, I think that first movie is genius, or I thought the second movie was so much fun and it's so funny, and it was like a it's so much and all these characters. I love these characters then yeah, this movie probably will suck to you. Like, it's not, it's not it doesn't get good reviews. This movie will probably be like a two out of five for you, or 1.5 or whatever. It's getting eviscerated on the good old letterbox. But as somebody who gives zero fucks about management, and likes to have a good time at the theater, and may or may not be high off of cold medicine, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fun. I thought it was interesting. I do think it's sexy. I think ultimately what this movie is, is it's a fantasy. And it's a fantasy of, for a lot of different people. You could be a dude and be like, I wish I was like a struggling 40 year old white guy. Salma Hayek was like, I see something special in you. Here's a bunch of money. Rub up on my body as we rehearse dance movements. Like, Okay. <laughs> you know what i mean okay come be my houseboy. yes ma'am or hey you're a aging woman who's been cheated on or is going through a divorce or is disgruntled in her marriage at super hot chain tatum thinks you're kind of cute and was willing to be your cabana boy and wants to do a musical with you you know he'll come and work on your passion project which is doing a musical but you know <laughs> because you had to give up your dreams in a former life to become subservient to a man. And it's because of gender politics. And now you can, you, you can, re- there's a reversal now. You can be the wealthy, eccentric woman who gets herself a, a sugar baby instead of the other way around. Like, that's what, that's all this is, is, is fantasy. You either want to fuck Channing Tatum or be fucked by him. And if that, or these other guys in this movie. And if that works for you, Or Salma Hayek, for that matter. and That stuff's executed fairly well. And again, dance choreography is really impressive. So, you know, I'm a fan of pro wrestling. So you grease up a couple of guys with six-packs and you have them writhe around a little bit. I'm going to be there for it. It gets that extra bump. So, uh, I'd probably, yeah, give it like a three. I'd give it like a three out of three out of five. Um. You already know if that's an experience you ever want and you already know whether or not you want that experience in a theater or not, right? Based on my rambling description of the film. So I will have more to say in an upcoming episode of Real Spoilers. Like and subscribe their show. And if you go over there and do that, then come back and like and subscribe this one if you haven't and leave us a five-star review. You're hearing me say it right now. We don't be like, oh, I will do it. Do it. Leave us a five-star review. Please, because it does really help out our show and all shows. And anytime you think about it, just leave a show a five-star review. Unless you hate that show. Leave them no review. Unless you think there's constructive criticism you could offer. Here's a tip. Say something positive. Slip in the criticism. Say something positive. It makes that shit sandwich they have to eat that much more delicious. Ain't nobody out here doing this to be rich, except for all the celebrities who are doing it who are already rich. That is the story. That's the lesson I learned in podcasting. It's a lesson you can learn at the theater with Magic Mike's Last Dance. Those themes are there, folks, and they are rich if you're willing to experience them. They're not. Okay, until next time, binge on.